this week on the episode, I decided to do a little bit of a series, if you want. So basically talking about grief. I know it's something very important that I've talked about in some of the episodes, but never really had an episode dedicated to it. So what I decided to do is really to talk about the five stages of grief. And you'll see in the next episodes, I'll be focusing on each of them. Stay tuned. Hello everyone, and welcome to the Divorce Dad Diaries, and I'm your host, Stéphane Jutra. I hope everybody's doing well, and I'm really happy to be back. I know it's been a while, and to be honest, uh, I didn't even realize how long it was. I knew it, it was a little bit of time since last episode. But I had to go on, actually I had to go on the podcast app and have a look to see how long has that been really. And I was a bit uh, scared when I, when I saw that it had been like at least over two months since I, since I posted anything. And it's not usually, it's not usually me. Usually I try to post at least a bit more often, not as often as I would like to do. And you heard me say that a lot of times before in the episodes, but still it's been a little while and, uh, I guess, um, yeah, a lot of things happen on this side. So it's nothing about a podcast and I have a few, a, a few, even more than a few. I have a bunch of ideas for new episodes, which uh, I'll talk about in a little bit, but definitely not uh, because I didn't feel like doing it or because I basically, uh, you know, decided to stop. I think it was a little break at the same time. During that time, a lot of things happen. A lot of things happened at work. I got more work and got sick as well for a little while. Caught this kind of bug. I'm not sure exactly what it was, but I'm not usually someone to get sick. But this one, this one was a bit tougher and it wasn't COVID. It was a bit tougher and lasted definitely a couple of weeks, uh, two, three weeks before I got back kind of on my feet. All those excuses why I didn't record uh, an episode, but uh, really, uh, to be, I mean, I'll be completely honest. I was thinking about uh, you guys and the podcast uh, regularly and even wrote a couple of uh, ideas of uh, of episodes. I was looking for the right timing to go back and to record something. So this is today. And today is actually July 1st. And I wanted to wish a happy Canada Day to all my Canadian listeners and Canadian friends. And I hope uh, you're enjoying the day. I know here in Quebec, it's not that nice of a day today. And also with all the, the fires uh, happening up north here in, in Quebec, it's been the past couple of weeks very uh, smoggy, so uh, not that great. But anyways, we enjoy our time and uh, we enjoy ourselves as much as we can, any way we can. So it's always nice for that. That said, I'm really happy to be back. And I hope you guys actually had a great time as well and didn't miss me too much. But uh, <laughs> here I am, I'm back. And I, like I said, definitely plan to post more episodes and really push to get get those more regularly out to you all. And uh, as always, please uh, reach out to me if if you have anything you would like to hear or anything you would like to uh, have discussed. It will be my pleasure to do it. So what's grief? I mean, people talk about it and obviously everybody experiences it and pretty much in different ways, but uh, I think I wanted to start really by having a definition of grief and seeing what it means. As I always do, went on my 
on my Google uh, search and put grief inside. And there's a few different definitions, but basically all of them uh, circle around this following one. Grief basically involves coping with loss. So either it's death, divorce, loss of a home, or pretty much any, I guess, major event that might happen in people's life. Everyone's basically experiencing grief a different way. There are still kind of common responses to grief and common ways that people deal with it as well. Again, looking at it, specifically looking at divorce and grief during divorce, I kind of did a bit of research on that. And uh, basically there's five main stages of grief for divorce. And not only divorce, I mean, this applies to a lot of the losses that I mentioned before, but specifically we'll be discussing, obviously, about divorce on that front. So like I said, the five stages of divorce basically are defined by the first one, denial. The second one, anger. Bargaining. Depression. And finally, acceptance. So like I said before, when a couple is going through a divorce, I mean, both people, first of all, might experience the different state, those different stages at different times or definitely different ways. There's not like a kind of a recipe, but usually, you know, from the research I've been done and looking at the grieving process, people usually go through all those phases. I mean, some might even skip one and go back to them later, but uh, in general, like everybody goes through those different five phases. As I mentioned before, at the beginning of the episode, what I'll be doing is really focusing on each of them. So I'm planning to do an episode on each of them. So a series of five episodes to kind of have time to talk about it and, and discuss about it and give you a little bit of a, more information. So that's, that's the idea of that. In our case, what's important is talking about the grieving of the loss of a marriage. And, you know, we talk about loss and we talk about divorce, but it's really like the grief is about the loss of the marriage. So either you've been married a couple of weeks, a couple of months, a couple of years, or many, many years, it's still a loss and a big loss that often is similar to almost like losing a spouse. And if you guys listened to my previous podcast, I was actually discussing about that, some of the statistics and how, uh, you know, how important it was in someone's life and the impact that it has as far as anxiety and everything else. And divorce was always on top of the list and very close to a death of a, of a loved one, which makes sense. Again, it's not a physical death, I guess, but you're basically putting an end to that marriage and it's kind of a death of that marriage and, and relationship that you have with that person. So during grief, you might definitely, and I'm saying you might, you will probably, I think, again, we all deal differently with it, go through like, you know, feeling alone, feeling unloved, feeling rejected. And obviously it depends how the, the marriage went and uh, the divorce and the separation went. So you might feel different ways and depending if you're the one ending the divorce or not. But either way, at some point, you know, you kind of sit, sit down and feel alone because which makes sense. You know, you've been married for that long. You've been living together and all of a sudden you don't see that person and you don't live with that person. And yeah, there's a feeling of being alone that, uh, that happens. And you might even feel uh, rejected, again, depending what happened in the situation. If it's uh, the other person that initiated the, the separation or divorce, you know, you might start thinking about like being rejected and why I wasn't good enough and 
starting to kind of beat up yourself on it, which is completely normal and definitely human nature and that. So bottom line, I mean, a lot of people might experience some kind of pain or deep pain as as they try to understand why and the reasons for the divorce. And sometimes you don't know. Uh, sometimes it happens and it's clear why it happened. You have some discussion, like in my case, I uh, sat down with my, my ex-wife and we had a discussion. So it wasn't something really out of the blue. And, and it was kind of a build up over the years. But other times it's something sudden that happens and one of the partner comes to you and decides to want to get a divorce and that's it. You know, it's, uh, it's something that basically happens right away and it's really difficult to take. And sometimes finding reasons, everybody, and again, talk about human nature, everybody wants to know why it's happening. And a lot of people break their head on the why. And sometimes you never know why at the end and you're never sure at 100% why the divorce happened. Depending on the, of the type, sometimes it's very clear if there was some cheating or or, uh, you know, physical abuse and things like that. I mean, this is very clear, but it's not always black and white. And I would say it's, often it is not black and white, at least in my opinion. So we talk about the deep pain as you, you know, you try to understand really the reason for the divorce. And sometimes you try to ask the other person and the other person maybe doesn't want to say it or maybe the other person also doesn't really know, right? So sometimes we're expecting and we want to have answers but the other person is as, I guess, confused and in pain as we are. And in their mind, sometimes might not be as clear as we thought, right? So all that, I think, is something to take in consideration. Uh, we talked about, you know, what you may experience kind of pain as you try to understand why and the reasons for the divorce. But uh, also you might basically experience some of those symptoms if you want. So there's a little list here. Uh, the first one on the list is physical symptoms or illness. Sometimes, you know, people get, you get sick to your stomach. You're not expecting it. And it's this news that hits you. And you think you would have, you would have spent the rest of your life with that person. And they hit you with that. And, and you become like kind of physically ill. So that, that's something that you might, might experience. You might also get sleep-related problems. Uh, not in a sleep because of, this all this thinking and the anxiety that keeps you up or you know the all the stress and and thinking about the different scenarios and thinking about what will happen so as we know uh when it's time to go to sleep it's always when our brain starts uh working in overdrive and one one uh one quote that i really love that i found maybe on a, a tiktok or at least some kind of video it was this uh brain surgeon that was actually giving a speech and he was talking about everybody's experience that when they go to bed at night, you know, you go to bed and your brain starts going in overload and all of a sudden you think about all the worst scenarios ever. And, uh, you know, it's always the, the worst things and it stresses, out, stresses you out and you stay up all night. And the next day, you know, you wake up whenever you're able to fall asleep and you start thinking back about it and you're thinking, why was I that stressed or anxious about this? It's not a big deal. And what that brain surgeon was saying is, uh, he did this whole research on that and he was actually saying that our brain, obviously at the end of the day, are very tired and uh, like your body. And uh, basically what we should do is when we go to bed or when we start having like negative thought, if it's after 7 p.m., we should just kind of put that down and just basically 
tell ourselves that it's our brain that's basically tired and playing tricks on us. And we should basically take that back in the morning and think about it when we're fresh and our brain is also rested. So it's something very interesting because I'm sure it happened to a lot of you out there. And it happened to me, surely. <laughs> Things that I kind of was stressing about in the evening and, the, and during the day, it looked so much clearer and not as bad as I thought during that. So, so that's a little trick I would say on that front. So we talk about sleep-related problems. Like I said, not enough sleep, too much sleep. I mean, it's funny that we put the too much sleep in there as well, but definitely that might be, I guess, that's something you might experience. And by too much sleep is you don't want to deal with anything, so you just sleep all day. You rather sleep than deal with, with the problems out there and dealing with thinking about the divorce. And you tell yourself, you know what, at least if I go to sleep, I, I won't have to think about it. So that's kind of the opposite, but uh, definitely some people, that's one of the, that's one of the, I would say, effects or something that they might experience after the, the news of a divorce or separation. We talk about appetite change as well, definitely. Both ways can be loss of appetite or, over, or overeating. I would put that in the same category, a bit of a sleep and, you know, you get kind of anxious and all the stress. So people tend to either like overeat just to compensate and every time they're stressed or some people basically have a complete lot of appetite. You know, remember when you fall in love and basically uh, <laughs> all you needed and all you could think about was how in love you were with that person and basically your appetite uh, was almost gone away at least. So um, that's that's definitely something that might happen. Also, we talk about mood swings. So obviously this is a big news and, and uh, depending on the time of the day, depending uh, who you talk to and all the thoughts that are going through your head, you might have some mood swing, you know, anger, sadness, and even start uh, being depressed because it's a big thing. And depression is a bit th big thing as well. And sometimes people are entering the, the marriage, it wasn't going that well. And, and either some people were already depressed or kind of borderline depressed. And this kind of pushes over the, over the edge on that front. So that's something really important. And what happens as well, there might be some substance abuse or of alcohol or even drugs or, I mean, tobacco or cigarettes. It's all about kind of shutting down and replacing that pain that you feel with something else. And in this case, it's uh, substance abuse and it's drinking. You know, you start drinking to forget. So that's definitely not a good thing to do, but it's a mechanism that people, uh, some people uh, actually have and just, you know, start drinking or taking drugs or get back, you know, smoking like they were before. So, so that's kind of a trigger, I guess, that you can have at that. And one of the last thing is the thought of suicide. And obviously if you experience that and, and you get to that point, please, please, please try to seek counseling right away. And when I say that, there's a bunch of numbers available if ever you have those thoughts. And you know what? I'll put one on the website as well. And uh, you can always reach out as well. You know, it's hard to reach out and people don't want to disturb anybody else, but definitely reaching out to someone is, is very important and talking about it even if it's just one person. So I always said to basically just reach out. That's the best advice. And uh, I'm definitely not <laughs> a counselor or anything, but if ever you're there and you have nobody to talk to, I mean, I'll, I'll be happy. Uh, please uh, reach out to me and send me an email. I already got a couple of emails of you out there to discuss and to kind of throw ideas uh, my way or just to have a little chat. So I'm always open for that. So please reach out if ever... Uh, you feel like it. I mean, uh, on my side, 
if I take my experience, like I've been talking about it for almost 50 episodes now. <laughs> so I think uh, you guys will probably start knowing it. But yeah, I've also been through all those stages as well and been pretty low. Actually, probably the lowest that I've been it was going to the divorce. And I would lie if I never got those thoughts. And uh, you get sometimes to a point where you get crushed and you get pushed and you kind of look at, you know, what's happening and basically you can't see the light at the end of the tunnel. And sometimes you might feel like, you know what, it might be better if I'm not here. What would happen if I wasn't here? It would be nothing different and it would be better for everyone, which is not the case. And that's the thing. That's why it's important to actually talk to people. And that's what I realized too. I didn't have many people to talk to, but I had some very, very good friends that helped me out through that. And a very good friend where just the fact that I was able to talk about it and uh, again, having someone that I know that was there, even if it's just a sending a text, even just, you know, kind of knowing someone, someone is there and someone that cared. And like I said, I realized after that, that a lot of people care. And uh, as I mentioned before too, a lot of people are actually going through that pain and they don't talk about it, especially between guys and between men, right? going back to probably my first episode, the first couple of episodes, I was surprised when I opened up about divorce to my friends who I thought everybody was happy and, and just enjoying life and, you know, perfect marriage and kids and they, we would go over and they would laugh and their wives and them. And I was so surprised when I opened up and talk about me wanting, well, wanting or basically going through a divorce and they opened up on their relationship and all of a sudden, honestly, Everybody has trouble. Everybody were in pain in some ways. And they started sharing that. And I was like, wow, that's something I never thought about. And, you know, looking at the perfect couple. And as you know, this is basically what also pushed me a little bit more to create this podcast. And why I find it so important is to make everybody aware that you're not alone and everybody's going through it. But guys, again, have trouble talking about it. And I just want to say like there's no shame of doing it and it helps and my goal is really to kind of open up and share my experience as well to show you that basically it's okay to talk about it and it's okay to feel sad and angry and and depressed and it's okay to have like negative thoughts and stuff like that it's all okay to have that but what i realize is you have to talk about it and other people are going through the same and you get a different perspective and that's what i got you know when i start talking and people were like telling me their stories, I would get the different perspective on, on all this. I'm like, wow, I never knew. And I'm happy that I shared. And they were happy that I shared too, because it kind of opened the door on their side as well, because they were maybe a bit shy or didn't want to talk about it. So it definitely opened a door about that. So if there's one thing I want to summarize about all this is just to say like, you know, if you have those thoughts of suicide or doing something, uh, in these ways, please, please reach out because it's definitely the, sol the solution. And I'm so happy that I kind of opened up and I reached out and that I was talking to, to some of my very, very good friends and that helped immensely. And I don't think they realize how much support and how much they did to me and how much help they gave me. I don't think they realize that, but uh, without them, I don't think I would have been here. I mean, when I say not here, meaning having this podcast, talking about it and actually being in a good place now and just enjoying life. And yeah, 
seeing that light at the end of the tunnel. So please, please seek uh, counseling if ever you want to talk or you have the negative thoughts and it will definitely be good for you. So one other thing I want to talk about, I mean, like I said before, and you guys all know grief is unique. And, you know, we talk about denial, anger, depression, acceptance. This can be in different orders and and you don't necessarily move forward through all the stages too. So you might go, you know, one stage up, go back, go up again. There's no rules or there's no anything on that front. Really the idea is to kind of make your way to, I guess, the last one, which is the acceptance. And for some people, the acceptance might take a couple months, a couple years, and some other people might maybe never fully get the acceptance. But uh, I think it's important to get to that part. I think that's one thing to keep in to keep in mind. And uh, I talk about my experience, you know, how fast did it go? Definitely it took a couple of years and uh, I was looking at that and yeah, I can see all the different stages that happen. And I can see how I went through pretty much all of them. Uh, well, the denial at first, yeah. I mean, the denial was maybe before the <laughs> the actual uh, divorce or separation. You know, you're in your marriage and you're kind of in denial that it's not going that well. That lasted uh, a bunch of years before realizing, you know what? Yeah, it's time to move on. The anger, I guess, you go through divorce and a lot of things happen and you kind of discover how depending on well it goes with your partner, your ex-partner or your partner, but you kind of discover a lot of things along the way and it's not, might not be as what you thought would be before. So definitely went through the anger and angry about situations, about things that happen, about my ex-partner as well. Definitely a lot of anger, but you have to move on from anger because anger doesn't bring anything good, right? And bargaining, uh, that stage, the bargaining... I guess, yes, I guess it was there as well. I mean, there's a lot of bargaining when you're in a divorce and you want to get that settled, right? So basically you go through that phase where you discuss and you try to move forward. You know, someone wants this, the other person wants that. And, you know, you're asking too much, I'm asking too much, all this stuff. So there's a lot of bargaining going through that until you get something finally done. Uh, depression, definitely. I mean, depression is also you know, the kind of grief on that front. Uh, was I depressed? I mean, I was depressed during the divorce. Uh, going through, I talked about it before, like just, just a bit earlier about, you know, you get beaten down so much and you get such to a low point and you realize, and I realize I never said it at the time or I never maybe realized at the time, but I, w I was depressed for a while. And it's normal. Again, it's something normal that it happens and to be depressed about this whole thing. That's why seeking help and talking about it uh, definitely helps on that front. After that, after the depression, I guess the acceptance phase, which is basically, you know what? It's better to look forward and go through it and making it as best as it can. And you kind of accept that, you know, there's no way back and your life change and will change. So I think just to make it the best you can and kind of accepting that, you're moving on and uh, going to a next step in your life, which is never easy to accept all this and just kind of move on, especially when it's a high conflict divorce. It's hard to accept a lot of things that happen, but I kind of realized after a while and that is better to just accept it and move on than dwell on a million things. And, you know, so decided to make some compromise, which 
a lot of people I talk to don't think is where the best compromise to do. But in my mind, it was the best things to go forward. And at that point, I kind of accepted all this. And I just wanted basically to be done and just to go forward. Because sometimes you're always stuck in the same point for years. And sometimes even worse, you're just going backwards. So at one point, you know, compromise and accepting how things are or is just a way to basically go forward. So that's already it for this episode. And I'm really happy uh, to have you all here with me. And hopefully you enjoyed that episode. Like I said, it will be a, a five episode series. So you should see the next couple of weeks, more episodes on each of the different stages. So we can talk a little bit more about it. As always, if you have any questions or if you want to reach out, please don't hesitate. You can reach me at my email address, thedivorcedaddiaries at gmail.com. Or you can go on my website, www.thedivorcedaddiaries.com. Everything is in there. You can also reach out to me, follow me on Twitter, Instagram, actually, which I'm pretty much the most active there, Facebook. Just look for The Divorce That Diaries. You should be able to find me there. But if there's anything, please don't hesitate to reach out. That's it. I hope you all have a great, great week. And I will talk to you soon. Bye-bye.